This holiday season, download Sending Heart-Shaped Snowflakes for Christmas, a charity CD, where all songwriting royalties are donated. It features the new single, Santa Lives Here. Find Sending Heart-Shaped Snowflakes for Christmas on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, or at heartshapedsnowflakes.com. Welcome to Inside Today's Country, the show that gets the real stories from today's country stars, stories you haven't heard anywhere else. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been on the radio interviewing the biggest stars in the business and discovering new talent for more than 20 years, and now in his very own podcast. Are you ready? Let's go Inside Today's Country. On this edition of Inside Today's Country, we meet up with new Canadian artist Mariah Stokes from Alberta, Canada. Her first single is called Hands on My Body. She's also released a new Christmas single. You'll have to wait till the end of the podcast to hear that. Mariah was a competitor for Project Wild. We'll talk about that. And she tells us about this. I'm kind of an open book. I feel like something that people wouldn't know is that I'm also a true crime junkie. All that and more as we go inside today's country. Well, we welcome Mariah Stokes to Inside Today's Country this week. Tell us a little bit about who you are, Mariah. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, my name is Mariah Stokes. I'm a country artist and songwriter, originally from Stavely, Alberta, uh, but I live in Calgary now. Okay, tell me a little bit about uh, your hometown now. Uh, where did this all begin? Why did you get into country music? Yeah, so uh, Stavely, Alberta is a tiny little town about an hour or so of Calgary. There's about 500 people in the town, but it's uh, an agricultural farming hub, which is really awesome. And um, when I was growing up, my parents actually owned the bar in Stavely. And so uh, it influenced my music a lot mm-hmm. because um, I would sit on the stairs and I would watch all the bands come through town. Okay. And uh, that was really cool and inspiring, and it always was really interesting to me, um, yeah, how you can put a band together and make music and, uh, you know, make it such a cool thing. And so my parents started hosting a jam um, on, on the weekends, and they would let me sneak in and sing with the bands, and that's kind of where it all started. And how old were you when you started doing this? Oh, well, <laughs> I've always been singing. You know, it's like the classic, uh, you know, the classic musician answer. I've always, I've always... Um, I feel like music picked me. I didn't really pick music. It was just something that I had to do. I started taking voice lessons when I was about eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up a guitar when I was 14. And the first thing I did after I learned my first three chords was uh, started writing songs. So I would say that I started I started really taking it a little bit more seriously when I was 14, 15. And I, uh, and I learned that I could write songs. So that was cool. What was the first song that you ever wrote? Okay, it's... Really, <laughs> it's, it's actually a very original title. It's called I'm Gonna Miss You, which I think every single artist that or songwriter that started writing songs probably has like one of their first 10 songs was called something like that. But yeah, it was called uh, I'm Gonna Miss You. Did you get to play it in the bar? Uh, you know what? I don't think I, you know what? I might have played it in the bar. I was actually part of like a, a family band at the same time. I wasn't, um, it wasn't my family's band. It was uh, actually one of the servers who worked for my parents' 
was an unreal singer and uh she actually was my first singing teacher and so with her band uh we actually got to arrange it and play it out and that was uh, that was a pretty cool feeling i think once you start getting that feeling it's pretty tough to quit you've done some other writing as well uh, you know for a long time i thought i just wanted to be a songwriter and i wasn't sure if i wanted to do the artist thing and so i put a lot of um a lot of my energy and focus into to learning how to write songs and um, I've been really lucky to have uh, a couple cuts by um, uh, a really wonderful um, alternative pop artist named Celia Pally. She um, is sings backup for Nelly Furtado and uh, Leaving Thomas. They are a CCMA nominated group. They cut a tune that I co-wrote with them on their last record and yeah I'm really really fortunate to uh, to get to work with some pretty cool artists. When you start uh, looking at writing songs where do you get your inspirations from? Um, you know what, I think just from the world around me, uh, a lot of the time it's, you know, relationships as especially, yeah, most artists and songwriters like to write about that stuff, but I can be anything from, you know, like a meme on Facebook to the weather outside and how I'm feeling to a relationship that went right or wrong to, um, you know, friend relationship. It's just, uh, yeah, it just, I kind of draw inspiration from everything. It just depends on the moment and, uh, and what I'm feeling. I'm very curious about what song you wrote from a meme on Facebook. Oh my gosh. Okay. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? <laughs> sure. We can edit it out. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, uh, yeah, I wrote a song. It's called, uh, I'll, I'll abbreviate it. It's called F pretty. It's the F word. Like, yeah, yeah, anyway. I get it. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, fun. That on, fun word. Yeah, well, it was this, yeah, that fun word, exactly. I saw a meme on Facebook that was just talking about, um, all the things that we need in our lives to be happy and what we need to be, what we need to remember. And all of, uh, the points had something to do with, um, appearance. So it was like, oh, everybody has cellulite. Like, don't worry. Like, wrinkles are just smile lines, which, Honestly, they're such great points, but I just think that um, the things that make us valuable as humans and that actually make us happy uh, are a lot more than skin deep. And so that meme really um, bugged me, and I, I wrote a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, you know, I, I've got to say it's probably the first time I've ever talked to anybody who's ever written a song but a meme on Facebook. Yeah. Well, you know, and I love, um, like, yeah, I, I, I uh, it's, it's kind of goofy, but I look for I look for song ideas everywhere. So I find them in strange places sometimes. So. What do you value in life and why? I think uh, compassionate, authentic connection is really important to me. Um, being able to listen to people and um, and connect with not just audiences, but people on a personal level in a in a real um, in a real way, and really listen to people, and also creative freedom is really important to me, and uh, self empowerment that's really important to me too. Tell me more about the self empowerment. Self empowerment is just um, you know believing in yourself enough and uh, having the confidence to kind of go get what you want and know that um you know you're worth it and you can do it if you set your mind to it and if you have the work ethic and yeah that's pretty important to me somebody comes in hears you sing what are they going to hear what kind of style are you everything i do i've been told even when i've tried to depart from country not that i want to depart from country but uh i sing a lot of uh cover shows as well so i do a lot of different um styles of music but i always I always always am told that even when i try to sing different styles i still sound like a country artist and I think uh, I think that's because uh, I, I grew up listening to the radio a lot um, and listening to that 90s country with that iconic, um, you know, Nashville style and that little drawl, which is so funny because I'm from Alberta and I have zero accent, but I get a little bit of like a Tennessean accent when I sing just because that's you know, you, you, you imitate your favorite artist, and I think uh, I did that a lot growing up. So I think uh, the basis and the roots of what you're going to hear are country, 100%, the storytelling and the, and the vocal style. But we like I like to uh, pull in 
uh, pop influences. I like to pull in um, a little bit of funk. I like to pull in a little bit of soul. And so, uh, I don't know. I've been told my tone is a little bit like Jewel. But okay. um, my favorite, yeah, but my favorite country artists are like Casey Musgraves and Marin Morris. Okay. So if I could... So if I could be like any country artist, it would be probably one of those two. Who are the people that you look at? You're pulling, you're pulling from a whole bunch of different genres here, but who are the who are the ones that you're really looking towards? My number one would definitely be Casey Musgraves. I think she's an incredible songwriter, and uh, she's really, really unapologetic about who she is and, and what she stands for. Maren um, Morris, I love what she's doing with her genre bending while still really honoring the roots of storytelling in country music. Mm-hmm. Um, a new artist that I really love is uh, Lizzo. She's a, a pop artist that kind of came up swinging um, this year, and she is like a powerhouse, and her songs are all bangers. And then I also have another band oh, uh, that I really love called Lake Street Dive, and they're um, not as well known, but musically they're they're one of my favorites. They're kind of like a like a funky 1970s jazz band. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I listen to everything. I, I, I live in country music, but um, I think a great song is a great song. And so uh, that's kind of that's kind of what I aspire to do is try to try to just make the best music possible. Keep it in country, but play around a little bit because it's fun. Speaking of great songs, you have a great new song out, and it is called... Hands on my body. I, I It's like funny when people are like, you have a great song, and then you have to be like, eh, yes. Anyway, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> It is a great little, oh, I love your laugh. That's awesome. It is a fun little song. Tell me a little bit about this song because it, it really does speak to the empowerment for women. Yeah, that's really important to me. Um, so this song actually, it, it, that's kind of the, the messaging behind it is just, um, yeah, it's just about owning your body and um, and being unapologetic about your decisions. And um, and so we wrote this song, yeah, just as like, an empowerment anthem. It's uh, it's a super sex positive song, and it's one of those songs that can work for somebody who is single, and it's one of those songs that can work for somebody who is married and has been for a long time. It's just like a really simple story about, yeah, a woman who's uh, just unafraid to ask for what she wants. And it's got a great little vibe to it as well. It's very cool. Thank you. I was really lucky to work with um, Justin Cutting and Spencer Cheen out here in, in Calgary. They, they work at a studio called OCL Studios, and they... Uh, they had a pretty a pretty cool vision for the song from the start. I actually sat down with them initially when we started talking about working together, and I played them a bunch of my songs, and they were like, uh, they said, you know, we have a great some great songs here and, and some great follow-ups, but I don't know if we have a debut single. And uh, we were actually sitting in the room with my buddy Aaron Pollock, who is uh, one of the co-writers on Hands on My Body, mm-hmm. and he was like, well, play, play some Hands on My Body. And I was like, oh, no, like, that's too edgy. Like, we can't release that. It's so, like... You know, it's it's pretty like it's got a pretty strong message, and uh, I ended up playing it for them. And Justin and Spencer were like, "Well, no, this is your first single. Like, this is the lead single." And I pushed back a little bit, but they were like, "This is you. Like, this is this is who you are on the inside, and this is what um, I think a lot of people haven't seen yet." So, yeah, it was actually it was a team decision to release that song first, and that it really does resonate with me, and I think it really um, shows who I am and what I'm trying to accomplish as an artist, but. Sometimes being uh, truthful about that is a little bit scary. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it hits so close to home, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm really, really glad we decided to release that single, and I'm, I'm really proud of it. So Good for you for being proud of it, and good for you for releasing such a, a powerful song. I think in 2019, you know, uh, we do need to release songs that are a little bit controversial, a little bit powerful. You know, it, yeah. it, it makes a point. Well, and I think, like, in pop music, it's really not that edgy, but I think in country, there's not 
um, as much conversation uh, about female sexuality, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not something that's addressed or talked about very much. So, uh, yeah, I was happy to be part of the group of women that are, um, you know, opening that space and having those conversations because I think they're really important. Well, and there's some very powerful women in the country world, and we'd love to hear more of them and more great music from them. So it's, you know, great that you're one of these people who are making the stand and putting out the great songs. Speaking of uh, things that you're doing, you're in a little bit of a competition right now. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Like I said, you called me, or, or I called you a couple minutes. I just found out, well, a couple minutes after I just found out, um, I placed top three in a really, really wonderful development project uh, called Project Wild. So um, 12 artists from around Alberta, uh, country artists, were selected um, to work together and basically be a part of this program where they take you to boot camp, they teach you about the industry, they uh, hook you up with industry people who can help you you do a big showcase and um eventually the top 12 are narrowed down to the top three and uh yeah we have a little bit of a chance to win some money to invest in our careers and it's and it's so so incredibly helpful to the artists um in alberta so I was, i'm super lucky to even have the opportunity to be top 12 but it's a it's a huge huge honor to be uh, top three alongside blake reed band and marielle buckley what's the one thing that doing this competition that you have it's opened your eyes and you've gone, Oh, I didn't know that. Um, the biggest thing that I've learned is probably, you know, and this is something I try to remind myself of every day is that, um, it is a competition for the six months, but in the long term, uh, we're all kind of all of the artists and all the industry that are participating are kind of in this together and we all rise together. So I think, I try not to look at it as a competition. It's a, it's a competition with myself where I'm just trying to be better than I was last year. Mm -hmm. But I think the relationships that I've gained out of it have been the biggest, most eye-opening thing. Um, and, and the friendships that I've built with the other artists and uh, the team I've started to build actually through a lot of those people I met through Project Wild. So I would say the biggest thing is trying not to look at it as a competition and, and really focusing on um, the collaboration and the community aspect of it. Where does Mariah see herself in the next two to three years? You know what? I'm so excited to be top three for Project Wild because I'm guaranteed uh, a little bit of money, which means I can put out a record and still pay my rent, which is very exciting. So, <laughs> well, especially uh, living so, in Calgary. I mean, good Lord. Yes, seriously. So uh, I'm just really, really excited to, to put out some more music and uh, to keep writing and, and just keep growing, um, you know, this career that I'm that I'm building. And, and so I'm not really totally sure what that looks like, but I'm hoping that it means that I'll be playing for uh, bigger audiences and connecting with better or with more fans and, uh, you know, just, just releasing music. That's what I'm really excited about for the next three years. What's the one thing, Mariah, that people don't know about you? I'm kind of an open book. I feel like something that people wouldn't know is that I'm also a true crime junkie. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I'm super, super into it. A lot of people know um, if they are familiar with my project or my social media that I'm like a huge, I'm a huge fan of uh, vintage fashion and, and I love all that stuff. But one thing that I don't share as much is that I like when I have free time and I want to detox from music a little bit because it can be a little bit all consuming. I love to listen to crime podcasts. So, I don't know. And now you find yourself on a podcast, but this is not, <laughs> there will be no crime right? on this. There will be no true no crime, crime on this. No crime. No, Yet. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about a concert that you went to that impacted your life. I would say one of the biggest ones was uh, actually, it was, it was when I was in junior high. Um, I went to the Pinocchio Stampede, which is, it's kind of like the Calgary Stampede, um, just as high quality, but just a little bit smaller. And um, they ended up pulling in Keith Urban to come play. 
And I remember um, standing in the in the mud because it was raining, and uh, there weren't like it was it was packed and it was a stadium, but it was like you could basically get as close as you want, like you could probably touch him if you wanted. And I remember watching him sing "Barefoot in the Rain." He was singing "Free Fallin" by Tom Petty. He was covering it, and uh, it was really cool. It was I think I always knew I wanted to do that, but just to see um, the audience's reaction and, and how powerful. Um, that song was it was it, it's one of those moments that definitely stands out in my brain for sure actually his opener that night was carolyn don johnson ah. and that was unbelievable because i didn't realize this is this is another life-changing thing because um you know a lot of people including myself before i, I got into the music business like we don't understand that there's actually a whole career for people who don't want to be artists as songwriters mm-hmm. and carolyn happens to be a fabulous fabulous artist but she's also a great songwriter and oh, yeah. she was playing a ton of hits um that she'd written for herself and also um you know for some other people i didn't realize how many great songs she had and so that was uh that was really, really inspiring, too. It was actually the same concert. I believe she opened for Keith Urban. It might have been a different year, so don't quote me on that. But, uh, but yeah, those two were pretty pretty impactful for me in 2009. Where do people find you on social media? Um, okay, so my name is a little bit goofy to spell, which yeah. is why my song is called Hands on My Body, and we repeat the title like 32 times so that if you forget my name, you can definitely remember Hands on My Body because hopefully it will get stuck in your head if you want to Google it. Um, but my name is spelled M-A-R-I-Y-A. Stokes, S-T-O-K-E-S. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all the things. Fun fact, um, I actually have a new single okay. called Christmas Arizona. Making my way from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, all of the way to Christmas Arizona. In the old red Ford I bought for 200 bucks. Pawing my mama's earrings to get me enough. Cause I'm gonna stop him from making So I'm driving 16 hours, 1100 miles to stop a white wedding that should have picked mine. Cause he found himself a missy on a trip to Mississippi. I'm a mistress on a mission. Gotta give myself to Christmas. And uh, I'm really proud of it. So uh, make sure you check it out. It has to do with um, actually a ghost town in Arizona called Christmas and nothing to do with the holiday itself. But uh, I'm really excited to release it. So, yeah, second single's coming soon. Yeah, there'll, there'll be a big story on social media about it later. But, yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit different than the last one. Is it a true crime story? <laughs> you know what? The song itself is not, but there might be a true crime story that could follow it depending oh. uh, on how, because we don't really give, we don't really tell you how the story ends. You kind of have to imagine it for yourself. So it's about um, a woman who's driving from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma to Christmas, Arizona to break up a wedding. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you'll have to hear it and it will make sense when you hear it. But uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's a little, it's very different from Hands of My Body and I'm, uh, I'm really excited to see how people like it. So Mariah, thanks for spending some time with us and good luck. Tim, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Inside Today's Country with Tim Black. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been a TimBlackOnAir.com production.